Listen and receive a reading from the Word of God. May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our first reading is from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are, we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. Hmm. Our second reading is from Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, 32 through 37. But about that day or hour no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is God's word to God's people.
us be in prayer. Awesome and almighty God, as each far horizon beckons, may it challenge us anew. Children of creative purpose, serving others, honoring you. May our dreams prove rich with promise, each endeavor well begun. Great creator, give us guidance, till our goals and yours are one. Those lyrics from that song, Lord, speak to us about how we might be in relationship with you. Help us to embrace those words and see how the invitation this day to choose now rather than later might help us to live into that reality. In your name we pray, amen. So for Christmas, Warren gave me a lovely present. Basically, it was a date night, movie tickets and coupons to restaurant.com so that we could go out and enjoy our evening and, and have most of the costs deferred. We knew that the tickets had an expiration date on them and we knew that they were in February. So this week, I looked at the calendar and I said, well, we know the tickets expire sometime in February. Let's plan to go out this week. And he says, okay, let's go out on Wednesday. And I went, why Wednesday? And he said, well, you've got meetings on Tuesday and Thursday nights, so Wednesday makes the logical sense. And I went, but I work on Wednesday. Why don't we go out on Friday, which is my day off? And I keep asking, are the tickets good? Are the tickets good? And it's not until Thursday that Warren reminds me that I'm the one that actually downloaded the tickets and have the tickets on my phone as opposed to his. <laughs> so that evening, I go to my phone, I find the tickets, and they expired at 6 p.m. that night when I opened them at 8 p.m. That is a small example of how waiting for later rather than now meant that we missed our opportunities to go to the movies basically for free. That's a small disappointment. Pastor Walt shared a story with me this week about uh, having Debbie say to him, oh, I'd really like to go see that Cavalier performance that's happening at the bottom of the grade. You know, when you drive down the hill into Camarillo, you saw that giant tent and we knew that there was an event going on there for the last several months. And he went, okay, I'll look into that. And then the fires happened and their life was a little bit in upheaval, just a little bit, or a lot. Um, and then Christmas happened and life was chaotic, getting ready for the holidays. And then they looked at the ticket prices and said, maybe if we wait a couple weeks, the tickets will go down. <laughs> and then they were driving down the hill and saw that the tent was coming down. Another opportunity about how waiting meant that they didn't get that chance to participate in that adventure. Now, these are light, fun things that we can laugh at and recognize that, yes, we're disappointed, but it's not going to harm us. But there's a reality that sometimes when we wait, we wait too long and we miss big opportunities. We miss big moments and have big disappointments. Like having that sense in the back of our head that we're supposed to call that loved one that we haven't talked to in a while because they've been sick and all of a sudden we don't have that chance to tell them that we love them one more time or that chance to hear their voice. It could be, oh, I'm going to apply for that job tomorrow and then going to apply for that job tomorrow and finding out that they closed it the night before. There's lots of examples that I'm sure that you could come up with from the top of your head 
or off the top of your head. Because for each of us, those realities of now versus later will be different. Over the last six weeks, we've been involved in a sermon series called The Invitation to Choose. And today's choice is truly that, choosing now rather than later. How are we going to spend our time? How are we going to focus ourselves? And what are the priorities that we've made and why? There's a song by Tim McGraw that came out in 2004 called Live Like We Were Dying, or Live Like You Were Dying. And it talks about doing those big things in life, finding out that you've got a terminal illness and figuring out how you want to spend those last days. And all of, the, all of a sudden, those bucket list things that you have that are out there and like, oh, I'll do that in the future. It's like, no, I must do it now. So the, in the song, he goes skydiving, he goes Rocky Mountain climbing. He also rides a bull. Um, I'm not encouraging you necessarily to do that. But then the next verse, or the next couple lines, are talking about loving deeper and talking sweeter. And I think that those are often the ones that we have more regrets about than the things that we didn't get to do. Those times that we've talked harshly with someone or those times where we have not expressed the full depth of our love and appreciation for people in our lives, or to God, or to the ways in which our lives have unfolded. Sometimes when time is running out, we take that opportunity to reevaluate the way that we're living. But today's sermon is about choosing now rather than later. Don't wait for that news from the doctor to change your life. Don't wait for something tragic to happen, but instead, choose to do it now. Choose to respond to God's grace. Choose to respond to the call. Choose to live lives that really represent who you are, whose you are, and how you're supposed to live. It's a question of what do we prioritize? What is important to us? So often when we choose later, it comes down to procrastination. I'm good at procrastination. I confess that right now. Making excuses and also being in a place of indecision. A decision's too difficult to make, so I'll just put it off, and I'll put it off, and then the decision's made for us. But in the process, we don't always like the outcome of those decisions that are made for us. And the reality is, is that when we procrastinate, when we make excuses, or we live in that nexus of indecision, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to give something our all. We don't give ourselves the opportunity to be in a place of discernment, of prayer, reaching out to trusted advisors to say, hey, what do you think about this? Can you give me some guidance? Can you give me some insight about how I might step forward in a way that is faithful, that is honoring to who I am and to the God I serve? But this doesn't only pertain to us as people of faith. For any of the scouts that are still here, and I know most of them stayed for the 9 o'clock service, so I'm not sure how many scouts that we have here right now. But for any of you, this pertains to your Eagle projects, your gold awards, your silver awards as well. Because the reality is, is that you can choose to do things in a timely manner that you started out when, when the starting bell dings, I'll phrase it that way, as soon as you can start doing it, you start thinking about it, you plan it out, you talk to your scoutmasters, you figure out how you can go forward in a way that is systematic, 
that goes with the flow and that you're not stressed. Or, as I've seen in my 10 plus years of ministry, you can be that person who waits until you're almost at the finish line. You have that deadline of your 18th birthday and you are running at breakneck speed to get something done. And in the process of running at that breakneck speed, you have to forego some of those things that you dreamed up that you thought were possible because you just don't have the time anymore. And that's the reality for all of us. When we put things off, we don't have the time to give it our all to live into all of the inspirations and ideas that we've had. And we don't have the opportunity to give God whatever service project we're doing, whatever activity that we're participating in, we don't have the opportunity to give it our best. And aren't we called to give things our best? Aren't we encouraged to give it our best? There are times that we have to give it just our good enough because that's all the energy we have, but then there's times that we're just giving the good enough because we haven't really put God or that project that we're working on first. That pertains to the scouting program's God and Me series as well, or God and series. There's a series of them, God and Me, God and Family, God and Church, and God and Life. And between first grade and 12th grade, there's an opportunity to do these three or these four programs, but you're supposed to do it at specific age levels. So the first one's geared to first through third graders. If you wait until you're in sixth grade to do that program, you're gonna be bored stiff going through that program. <laughs> if you do it now, or if you do it while you're in first through third grade, it's gonna be something that really challenges you and helps you grow in who you are. It's a program that both the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts sponsor and support through uh, programs for religious activities for youth. And it's a great opportunity to start now. Start young. Start at the beginning. Are we gonna start now or are we gonna put things off? I, I've been enjoying watching a little bit of the Olympics over the last couple of days. And I think of all of these Olympians, and if they had said, oh, I'll wait till tomorrow to start my training, my guess is that more than likely they wouldn't be at the Olympics now. There's something to be said for saying, if something is my passion, if something gives me interest, if something says, there's that spark of inspiration that says, I should look into that, we should try to look into that, and we should do our best and give it our all, and give it time from the beginning so that it can be so that we can grow into those stellar individuals, whether we're Olympians or people who follow our faith. Last week, Pastor Walt talked about the mission statement of the church. The mission statement for the United Methodist Church is to make disciples of Christ for the transformation of the world. But Pastor Walt encouraged us to broaden that, to make, to mature, and to mobilize disciples of Christ. Oh. That's a great task. If we wait to do that for five years until we get everything just right and how we want it in this church, then we're missing our opportunity to reach a whole new group of people. And we're possibly missing the opportunity for ourselves to grow into who God calls us to be. And let's be honest about this. All of the times that Jesus said, follow me, were not times that were convenient for the individuals that he called, to, called them to follow them. And every time that the individuals or the followers said, I'll follow you, but first let me bury my husband. But first let me do this. But first let me do that. Jesus says, let the bed dead bury the dead. 
He says, no, I want you to come now. And that's a reality for us, is that sometimes when God calls, it's not convenient. But it's the time in our lives where we can be fruitful. It's the time in our lives where God can do something new in us and through us if we allow ourselves to respond to that call. To not say, oh, I'm going to start that tomorrow. And sometimes starting it today is as simple as saying, Lord, I come to you in prayer. You've given me this little spark of an idea. Help me to understand where you're directing me. And help me to figure out who I should talk to next to lead me on this path if this is your will. And that can be hard to say. But it's good. We don't have to start everything right now. We don't have to run into it at breakneck speed because there is not that, that deadline that's coming up right against us. We're giving the opportunity and the space for God to weave something major and profound in our lives. Both the prophet Isaiah and the prophet Paul, or the apostle Paul, say that now is the time of salvation. The author of the book that we've used as the sermon series, Inspiration, says when people get caught up in the great salvation movements of God, they tend to choose now over later. They come to feel a holy urgency about their work. They may learn to deal with the fact that they need considerable time to journey the road from point A to point B. But when we are filled with God's urgency, we become passionate about getting on down the road where God is leading us. What better reason to start now than later? The journey might not be easy. The journey may and very likely will be long. But the reality is that it is something that God is calling us to. It's something that God is inviting us to live into so that his kingdom may truly be felt here on earth. Our scriptures today are ones that speak to us about that holy urgency. Now, the Mark passage is talking about the end times. I'm going to acknowledge that right now. But there's an invitation not just to be anticipating the end times, but to be anticipating how God is in our lives now, an encouragement to keep awake for the stirring of the Holy Spirit, an encouragement to stay aware of how God is nudging us. We are encouraged to keep awake for the Spirit. How are you being nudged? How are you being directed? How are you being called to live, love, and serve? Keep awake, because we don't know how much time we have to go visit that friend who is sick. Keep awake, because we don't know when we will miss that opportunity to share about God's grace. Keep awake, because we don't know when God is going to say to us, now is your time to come home. And the passage from Ephesians has a profound truth for us. We are what God made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works. What better time than now to live out those good works? What better way than to keep awake for how the Holy Spirit guides us? Paul Nixon also says in his book, we don't need wholesale change, redesigning everything at once. We need just a few key changes in strategic areas that send the signal that the future is going to be bright 
and a little different. A few key changes in strategic areas. That's the reality of starting now. Just as I said before, when we start now, we have the opportunity to plan, to dream, to talk to people so that we can create the fullest vision of what God is calling us to, so that we can live into it well. Because if we wait until the last minute, we're not going to give God our all. While sometimes we have great inspiration and procrastination, it's not always our best. And we could give to God so much more if we just choose, thing, choose to respond now and make a few key changes so that our lives might be open to how God is leading us. It's a little scary for us and it's a little scary for a church, but I want to tell you what great things are possible. There's a church in Houston, Texas, St. John's United Methodist Church, that over the course of a decade, they went from having 12 people in worship to having 7,000 people in worship. And they did it in a variety of ways. They did it by setting up social service, a social service center that served the homeless population in their community. They did it by, by training teams that visited inmates in the county jail. And they did it by having a break dancing worship leader. Gloria, I can't wait to see you break dance. <laughs> but I do hear that we have liturgical arts every once in a while, so I look forward to a liturgical dance at some point. Ways in which the spirit moves us in profound ways. <laughs> the choir's entertained by that idea, I guess. And their pastor preaches in a casual manner, even though it's an old historical church. He makes it real and tangible. The day that Paul Nixon, the author of the book, went to go worship in that place, he was standing waiting in line to get in and met a woman who had been released from jail the, day, the week before. And as the worship service continued and flowed, the pastor, Rudy Rasmus, um, did an invitation to the congregation. Who wants to know God? And they had people interact with each other and have a conversation. And as he called again for people to, who wanted to know God better, this woman, who had probably been ministered by the, the team that went to the jails, came forward and said, yes, I need God in my life. It's a beautiful story of what churches can do when they stay open to God's spirit and say, yes, now is the time to respond not until we have everything else perfect. But God, in this messiness, give us new life. If we're called to make mobile, mature and mobilized disciples of Christ, how are we going to do that? The sermon series has, was entitled The Invitation to Choose. And today, I want you to consider that invitation in your heart and in your mind. What is God inviting you to today, here and now? Is God inviting you to choose life over death, whether it's saying yes to Jesus for the first time or saying yes to Jesus again? Is God inviting you to choose community over isolation, stepping out into the uncomfortable to get to know new people and talk about God in new ways? Is God inviting you to choose fun over drudgery, saying, my faith is going to be fun because I don't want this to be something that I feel is difficult and I have to work at. 
but this is something that God brings to me with joy. Are you going to choose bold over mild, recognizing that the holy urgency of God calls us to be bold and take a stand on God's behalf? Are you going to choose frontier over fortress, choosing to go out into the world, being God's hands and feet, rather than hunkering down and closing ourselves off to others? And ultimately, I hope you're going to choose now rather than later, embracing that there is no better time to start than now, because we never know how long we have. We're going to move on with worship in just a moment. But I want you to know that come our closing hymn, we're going to have the opportunity for you to make that choice made known. Whether it's while you sit in your seat and pray over that decision, or stand in your seat and pray over that decision while you're singing, or coming forward to the rail so that Pastor Walt and I and a couple members of our church can pray over you and give you a blessing as you make that commitment. Because sometimes it's not until we speak that truth that we claim something for ourselves. We can think it, but it's only when we speak it that we say, yes, I'm gonna live into that. So as we prepare to move forward, I'm gonna encourage you to name that choice aloud, to celebrate the good fruit of your life that comes from that choice. Amen? Amen. Thank you.